1: sure that your chairs are in their upright position. That's
0: not how it goes. Buckle your seatbelts. Straight tables are in the upright position. Yeah, that's, and then just don't recline your, yeah,
1: that's the thing. Um, Because we're going on a trip on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer.
0: Good afternoon,
1: America, and welcome to the future. The future is now. Bradley, what are we doing?
0: Uh, Feel free to pop in some cruise music there, Holly, because I've got a cruise update for you kids. No, it's not my next journey, which hopefully, fingers crossed, is this coming fall if Norwegian doesn't cancel their no. Hawaii cruises, which they've been doing all summer long. Great, no. thanks. That's a whole other story. I didn't bring you here to, to tell you my sad, sad travel story. No, in fact, I brought you here to tell you about something that we might be able to take a cruise on in the future,
1: and it's called the Flytanic! The Flytanic?
0: Yeah, you know like the Titanic? Remember how great that boat was? Well, that was turned a big, out well.
1: Big... Oh.
0: Sorry. No. Okay. So, what I'm really talking about is an airship. It's literally a giant airplane cruise ship experience that the internet is single handedly, <clears throat> excuse me, losing its mind over, mostly because of a video that was released mm-hmm. on YouTube. Let's go fly. Let's do it.
1: Oh.
0: Oh, I thought you had some music for you me. Do. Oh, okay.
1: We, you know, we're on the Lido deck.
0: Well, be careful. Because we're at 30,000 feet and you would get sucked off into space. Oh (laughs) no, (laughs) what? Yeah, you would not be able to breathe. You would instantly asphyxiate.
1: Sounds like a great cruise. (laughs) No, we're
0: actually talking about a futuristic flying nuclear hotel that can carry 5,000 guests and would never need to land. It literally is a cruise ship in the air. See, Holly is flying on the wing right now with an oxygen mask, of course, because there's no air up there.
1: I have so many so, questions. Thank you, behind I know it.
0: you're going to have a lot of questions and concerns. Because Holly, uh, I don't know if you know this about Colleen, she's not a big fan of flying. Yeah. A big flyer. So we're going to have has? to sell her on well, this. Well, I think okay. my
1: first actual question was, why? <laughs> because like, why would you want to... I mean, okay, wait a second. I am of two minds here. I was going to say, why would you want to be in vacation? the air forever? And then I realized... <laughs> Well,
0: (laughs) this is where rich people will go during the nuclear uh, nuclear apocalypse. We're actually
1: in the air right now, if you think about it. I mean, because we are on a rock. Yeah, it's floating in the middle of the universe. This
0: ambitious new flying hotel design that never lands means that we could just live like I might retire into the sky and be perfectly happy. Now, remember, I said you had a lot of questions. You, in fact, said you also have a lot of questions. Yeah. And concerns because you're not a big fan of flying.
1: Not a big fan.
0: I've got all the details on this totally hypothetical airship. What is like, what would be your biggest fear about uh, bebopping around planet Earth in a giant flying ship?
1: Well, I mean, I, but honestly, can I start with my first question? Which is like, So I'm going to take off and then I'm never going to land? Well,
0: okay, you're probably, actually, what'll probably happen is you'll take a smaller ship that'll just drop you off um, to this. Because this ship is actually designed to sort of kind of sail infinitely. And you might think, like, how does that even work, right? Well,
1: where is it? Is it in? The air. But is it? In our orb, is it like out of? Is it uh, in space, or is it in by us?
0: No, it's in the sky.
1: It's in the sky. It's in the air, but not not like in space. No, no, it's not a spaceship. It's in our. That's what I meant. Not orbit. I meant atmosphere. Okay, so it's just like zooming around. Yeah,
0: it's like think of like literally a cruise ship with wings. It can hold up to five thousand people.
1: Okay, okay. So I'm never going to really understand why. So let's go with like the actual reality of it. Okay, so I mean, I assume the
0: why is like the same reason anybody would be in a cruise ship. It's just that this one's in the air.
1: Yeah, except for the cruise ships like stop places and you can get off. And you can can do the
0: same thing on this ship because, okay, so that's one of your questions. Yeah,
1: so like what do you just drop down?
0: No, so you would, you would just like you tender on a cruise ship, you would tender uh, on a smaller vessel that would take you to the surface of wherever you're going. Okay. And, um, uh, and then when you're done, you fly back up. So let's say we're going to spend the afternoon in, I don't know, like a safari Okay. in South Africa. So we're going to bebop down to the surface of the planet, go on a little safari, come back, and then we're going to enjoy. This is one of the things I found completely fascinating because like I, like you, when I watched this video, I had a lot of questions. Think about being up in the sky at nighttime, unadulterated I mean, by city lights. You'd be able be to stargaze. Better than you've ever been able to stargaze But before. how do you be outside? Because well, there's not, not outside. an outside. No, but you're looking out a window.
1: Okay, so there's yeah. like a good observation area. Oh, you yeah. yeah, got yeah. a dome situation. It's oh, like okay.
0: a giant dome so that you can see, like, for example, you could go up north. Uh, we could bebop over to the Northern Lights for dinner.
1: Ah, that would be kind of beautiful. Right? Right? Okay. Okay, I'm getting there. How did you say this thing is running? Well,
0: okay, so if you believe the person who mocked up this airship that lives in the sky, you also have to accept that there will be a nuclear reactor powering this thing. Yeah. I'm having a hard time with that part. Yeah. It's clean energy, it's going to be fusion, not fission, fusion. So it'll be very clean, well, very safe.
1: So, like, or as fission,
0: we're not fusion. You know what I mean? Whatever the safe yeah, yeah, one yeah. is, we're doing it. As that.
1: long as it's all working properly. But what happens, like, if something runs into us? Well,
0: you know, then just like on a cruise ship, you got escape pods. Pew! And yeah. you go back to Earth with a big, you know, parachute. Okay. Now, the They're, one thing I know about you, Colleen. They'll have like
1: bird stickers on the windows. So Thanks, so. Holly.
0: Yeah, so the birds won't hit it. Um, <laughs> The one thing I know about you, Colleen, is turbulence.
1: I'm not a fan.
0: You're not a fan of turbulence. No, thank you. There's no turbulence.
1: How do sense. they guarantee that? Because it's
0: so big. I've had
1: pilots tell me there wasn't going to be <laughs> it's turbulence. so big. And,
0: and they're going to be able to fly at such an altitude, you're not going to feel any vibrations. I... They actually have vibration-canceling technology, so you won't hear, like, a loud motor. Because that's the other thing I was thinking about, like, bebopping around this ship. You don't want to hear, like, Ehh! Yeah. The whole time?
1: Yeah. No, it's
0: silent, mostly because nuclear fission.
1: I don't... Listen, I'm not a fan of new things. Um, I like good old reliable things. So I'm going to let other people try this thing out. Is this going to happen? What's the story? Who no, did this? I
0: mean, the, the the fascinating thing about this story, and if you're just joining us, we're talking about this flying hotel that never lands. It's It was actually a, a design... By the, uh, a guy by the name of Tony Holmsten, who apparently uh, his design for this airship was then taken by a, a video creator, like an animator, mm-hmm. who then sort of like took all of the ideas that he had and then created like a video version of this or an animated version so we could see. What this what would his actually really, look like. Yeah. And, you know, so clearly this is hypothetical. This is not something that, you know, if you believe the internet today, they're all like, oh, look, it's the cruise ship of the future. Right. But frankly, let's be clear, it's much like all those flying cars that have never come to be. Don't even get it started. Say, what I love about this is that it kind of presents travel in a way that, you know, might be in our future. I mean, as I don't know if you've met the planet lately. Uh, opportunities for us to not be on the ground.
1: Forever. Continue. So Who you know, so, you know what's funny about that is that when I watched the video, it looked the animation looks very real, but it reminds me of a movie you've never seen, Bradley. Holly, I know you have seen Wally. Oh. That they end up thinking they're going to go away. I think for a little while, while Earth figures its stuff out, and then it never does. And then it never does, which is. You know, a thing. Anyway, um, but that's what it reminded me of. And I thought to myself, Oh, we found a way. Yeah. it's like the Jetsons movie it that is was very made much in the nineties. Like yeah. Because the thing with the Jetsons in the Jetsons movie, mm-hmm. yeah. you discover the reason why. It's not good. Yeah, they're all on the houses in stilts. Yeah. It's because the world is so polluted that well, they have to be on the houses with stilts. Yikes.
0: Hey, look, I have, uh, as somebody who's always just wanted to, like, get on an airship, you know, like the old uh, Zeppelins that they used to have, mm. I hope. And I know that there are, there is actual technology uh, being employed to create that experience again, clearly more safely than we did the first mm. time, because I don't know if you know this. It didn't end well. Hindenburg. Um like, I am all for, you know, this experience and hope that someday,
1: someday
0: we can do this.
1: And just get away for a while. Yes, (laughs) Seven nights in the air. Is it actually called the Flytanic? What do people need to Google in order to learn more about this thing?
0: You could do Sky Cruise, Flytanic, bigger airplane ship hotel. All right. Cool. Yeah.
1: It is kind of a weird looking thing. But I suppose it doesn't matter when you're on the inside. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, Wendy Williams apparently is making good on that thing she said she was gonna do. Oh. And I wanna tell you what we know about it and Fabulous. Hear if you actually think this sounds viable. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Well, what is Wendy Williams's next move? Uh we think we know on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. i I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Traynor. Uh, because we had heard uh, at the end of her show, at the wrap of her show, yeah. that she was moving on to what project, Bradley? Um, I don't remember
0: what we first heard, but I knew one of the things she talked about was a podcast.
1: Well, and remember, we learned that from Billy Bush... Who had her on the phone.
0: Yeah, I think just last week, right?
1: Right. And she wasn't actually on the phone, and it was bizarre. Anyway, it was very
0: weird. He was like, I'm on a call with Wendy. Wendy, heck of a job. <laughs> heck
1: of a job. But there was no Wendy Williams. Yep. Which is partly what I find really interesting about this, is because Wendy Williams has yet to say anything herself. yeah. And so even this story that I found in TMZ, which oh. seems to confirm that the plan is for her to start a podcast... I still am wondering what you're going to think of this as I share it with you. Oh, wait, hold on a moment. Oh, this is new. Okay. This showed up since I last looked at this. Okay. Apparently, Wendy was out last night and was asked about her future plans. And she said she's excited about the opportunity to podcast and the chance to make some serious cash.
0: Yeah, that's no. there's no details,
1: though, I imagine. Exactly. Well, according to TMZ... TMZ learned that Wendy Williams wanted at first to go back to television, but she's changed her mind and she thinks really podcasting is a better fit.
0: Okay, great. I mean, it can be a great opportunity for people. But, you know, the thing that Billy Bush indicated was she was doing this podcast on iTunes. Oh, I'm going to get to that. As if that was an actual thing. And we, I think, postulated at the time Mhm. Anybody can podcast on iTunes.
1: Now, according yeah. to her according to her manager Will Selby, uh on the business end of things, Wendy's trying Wendy's trying to decide right now. Mm, okay. She's weighing the options. Sure. If she's going to partner with a single platform like Spotify or Apple or just release it independently. Would you like to uh remark on that, Bradley?
0: Well, I mean again, yeah. That's no detail. There's no details. That means she doesn't have an actual opportunity pending Spotify. That would be like, that would be huge. Mm-hmm. And certainly they would be lucky to get her if they could work out a deal, but that's up to Spotify to offer her a deal. I don't know that iTunes offers people deals. They just have a platform, right? Yeah. I just
1: feel like that's, there's also, nothing anybody, to way there.
0: Anybody can show up on Spotify for that matter, right? As well as iTunes. But in terms of people who pay money to create content, in terms of like production value spotify does i don't know that app, apple may i mean I, I wouldn't be surprised if they create content but i've not heard of uh, podcast deals with you know specifically only available on itunes right i guess i i could be wrong but uh, you know again the moral of the story is what this sounds like and i i don't know if your story contains further details but this just sounds like more of the same wendy williams doesn't know what she's doing next, and it seems like other people are more concerned about telling us that she's going to do stuff than she herself actually is.
1: Here's the closest thing you're going to get to any details in this. Are you ready? Yes. Uh, TMZ is told that Wendy's had conversations with the Kardashians.
0: This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups.
1: Okay, and even a member of the Trump family. Okay, they're not saying which one. <laughs> okay, but any of them would be a huge get for Wendy on oh, her you, podcast.
0: Oh, so like as a guest,
1: as guests, yeah. Your thoughts? I mean, great. Like Good furnish something. Yeah, That's the I'm thing. Happy.
0: I would be happy to listen to Wendy Williams talk. I mean, I want to hear about her like journey, like uh, over the last. Uh, two years or however long it's been since she left regular television. Yeah. It's probably
1: been a year, right? It's been about a year since she (laughs) left TV, TV, right? Like her regular show, I think. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Now this is saying this uh, TMZ article is saying she doesn't want to focus on the, all the celebrities that she's always focused on. She's going to narrow it down.
0: This just, again, it sounds like somebody else is talking for her. I don't hear Wendy in this at all.
1: But listen to this, because I think you're going to be able to, like, poke a hole in this. Yeah, yeah. It says she's planning to focus on her own personal favorites from the music world. Okay. Remember, who did I just tell you she had talked to about booking? Kardashians and Trumps? Are there any... Are they musicians?
0: No. I mean, Travis Barker, maybe.
1: This literally is like throwing spaghetti at a wall, trying to get us to think that there's a something... But there's a nothing. And it's just sketchy. Now, yeah. what, what
0: I will say is, again, that's like a great, she's got great people on her team that can get headlines out. But like, if you go be, because now I imagine like here, most people are going to hear the following. What was the headline from the TMZ article? Uh,
1: the headline is Wendy Williams over her TV thing, podcast planning now.
0: Yeah. So a lot of people may just think like, oh, she's working on a podcast and they'll walk around Wendy's well, he's on on. So like kudos to her team for getting mm-hmm. that out there. And then maybe there are people in the business who are like, oh, she's working on a podcast. What's she going to do? Let's Have we seen a proposal? Uh, you know, maybe that's going to generate some business. Great. But uh, in terms of those of us who sit around and actually read stories, this just doesn't sound like much of anything other than people trying to keep her name out there.
1: Right. Exactly. Which,
0: I don't blame them. I don't well, blame her. I mean, she lost her show.
1: Well, yes. And they need to get her name out there because her face isn't out there. You know what I mean? Like, she's not. I mean, apparently they caught up with her on the street in this article, and there's like a short video, but you're not, nobody's, she's not out doing interviews, she's not out in front of people, she's not... I think that's
0: for a reason, because like if Wendy was able to do her show, she'd be doing her show, and if she was able to do a regular podcast, she'd be doing a regular podcast.
1: And this makes it sound like she's still in control. And I don't know that she is. Exactly. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley Show, celebrities behaving badly—we call them. D-Bags. After this on My Talk one hundred and seven Celebrities behaving badly—we love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk hundred and seven one. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. We have a name for them, and that name is D bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D Gwyneth Paltrow.
0: Oh, we haven't heard from Gwen in a while.
1: Well, you'll be hearing from her now. Okay. Question for you. Answer. How much are you trying to pay for gas right now?
0: Uh, anything less than four seventy nine.
1: Okay, a so gallon. Like that's.
0: I'm trying to save money,
1: is what I'm saying. You are. It's expensive. But it's expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, how much are your berries costing lately? Berries. I'm just saying. Like, what is? Expensive. How about how about your meat? How much is your meat costing? <laughs>
0: My meat has always been expensive.
1: Not <laughs> so much. Things are getting real expensive Inflation. out there. Inflation. It's a thing.
0: Don't even get me started. Don't even
1: get Bradley started. Do you have an extra $8,000 lying around uh, for a new Gwyneth Paltrow G-label necklace?
0: I don't know what any of those words mean, I know. including but not limited to $8,000.
1: She Gwyneth Paltrow has dropped a jewelry line. Where she's trying to take all your money while well, you're trying to figure out how to pay for your gas. She And this is why she's a D-bag. What? She has dropped her new, very pricey jewelry collection, which features five, a $500 single earring. How many years do you Wait have? Wait a
0: minute. Uh, excuse me. Who prices earrings singularly? Gwyneth. Okay, so you have to buy each one. Apparently,
1: they're $500 a piece.
0: That's not how that works. I know. That's like saying, like, uh, a six pack of pop is going to charge you, or, you know, like, you're going to have to pay for each can.
1: I'm going to charge you $5 for a sock. Again, you have to. (laughs) uh, Now, listen, listen, if you are a person with one ear, this might be great news for you.
0: Well, I mean, I'm
1: I'm just saying, like, you know, maybe. I don't know, but you no, know, it's she's got very, very expensive jewelry that she is selling at this time, and it just seems like a really weird time to drop. Is there,
0: like, does the jewelry fill my tank?
1: Like, can I run no. a car on this? No, you can't. Like, can what, I buy a state? Nope. What?
0: What does the jewelry do for me?
1: Wait, like, what it, sets it, you, it apart no. from
0: any like from TJ Maxx it's jewelry Gwyneth. counter? It's Gwyneth. Okay. So it's just expensive. It's
1: just real right. expensive. There literally is nothing here that is...
0: Great timing, Gwyneth. Yeah, it Way just to is know like, your audience.
1: I don't know. This is
0: like when I was watching somebody on a YouTube video talk about how they were like, oh, $60,000 for a car, that's not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, mm-hmm. clearly you have millions because who in their right mind thinks $60,000 is not a lot for... A very. I mean, admittedly, they were talking about an expensive car, but I was like, mm, I to me, an expensive car is still like you know, right, twenty some thousand yeah. dollars, and I know that's not where the price of vehicles are these days, but I'm just saying, like, you can tell a lot about a person based on what they think is is reasonable, Inexpensive or reasonable. Yeah. yeah.
1: For example, I'm showing you the earring right now. It's the Ballinger diamond bar a- earring. earring. It's five hundred twenty-five dollars. Let me describe it to you: striking in the lobe, the cartilage, or any piercing in between. And it's ah, earring. That that doesn't make just any sense. just the one girl. You done lost your mind? Yeah, I just I, you know, and well, listen, yeah, I, I mean, want people to have jewelry if it's the thing that you enjoy collecting if if you've got if that's your thing and if you if that's a choice that you've made i just think like right now is a weird time to be releasing a line of jewelry where the cheapest thing is 525 dollars for one earring
0: even more so like so so this is the other thing i know is that like you know rich people like rich people not like you know like
1: rich people
0: like rich people Mm -hmm. rich people thank you
1: Thank you. They don't... Thank you, Satan. No problem.
0: <laughs> Appropriate. They don't need um, advertising. Right. They don't need Gwyneth Paltrow. Rich mm-hmm. people aren't buying Gwyneth Paltrow's jewelry. No. Rich people are buying they jewelry... They got their dealers. ...that are more expensive than... Like, the amount of money you will make in a lifetime, mm-hmm. they will buy a necklace for that. Mm-hmm. They don't have a catalog, uh, despite what Hammacker Schlemmer would like you to believe. hmm they just go to their fancy rich people jewelry place mm-hmm. and buy things that, you know, dwarf like the GDP of, you know, small European municipalities. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying like, this is all about aspiration. Right. Gwyneth Paltrow is doing Emphasis this.
1: on the first syllable.
0: Yes. And the spiration because it mm-hmm. feels like her butt is sweating because <laughs> it is a lot to behold. Um, But what I'm saying is, like, this is to make you believe something about the lifestyle Mm -hmm. that she is selling such that you 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 aren't bothered by inflation. Right. These are the people who are like, I don't care. Like gas. Who cares about the price of gas? I'm not concerned about this. Oh, and I'm going to go buy a five hundred and twenty five dollar single earring. because I I can. I
1: do just want to read you her marketing blurb, because I think you will hear how she's trying to make it sound like you can have it. Yeah. With an eye to the future and an ear to the past, oh, just the one what ear. Did there. <laughs> we create beautiful, practical clothing to keep up with the wardrobe demands of the multi f- hyphenate woman. The, the heck multi hyphenate woman. The heck is that? I don't know. She cleans.
0: She cooks. She uh, works nine to
1: five. What? And
0: fries it up. <laughs> Anjali,
1: designed in collaboration with GP. That's Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, because she's so fancy. She, she doesn't need all those her other name. syllables. Each limited edition collection is inspired by essential things she wants to wear. Made in the same U.S. and Italian factories as prominent designer brands with no middleman markups. Yeah. So you get luxury-grade investment pieces at direct-to-consumer prices. I, oh, That's right. Oh, you're getting it at a discount, you guys. It's yeah. cheap.
0: But you can be... So what she's saying is you can be rich mm-hmm. if you buy this stuff. Yeah. Honey, if you're buying Gwyneth Paltrow's jewelry, you're not rich. You mm-hmm. you want to think you're, you're someday going to be rich. You're fake fancy mm-hmm. and you're wasting your money. In the meantime, you're making Gwyneth Paltrow a bazillionaire. Right. If you want to be rich, I got something for you. Thank I want to do a Satan. regular segment with Satan.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think. Satan Holly. I'm afraid that Satan's voice might give out every twice in a while. It sounds like some work. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my debate. Who's yours? My
0: DB. Show me yours. Uh, oh, speaking of people who are actually Holly, what people who are we actually are rich? <laughs> Prince Charles. Yes, Prince Charles is I my. I know him well. <laughs> oh my God. Do you know his brother Andrew? Even better. <laughs> I do just want to keep asking uh, Satan, Satan questions, questions, but I won't because I want Holly to be able to speak for the rest of the show today. Also,
1: she's laughing too hard.
0: <laughs> so Prince Charles uh, is my d bag today for the following headline. I, uh, the words you guys, Prince Charles accepted suitcase with one million euros from Qatari Sheikh. Prince, I'm Charles- sorry.
1: Is that a dance?
0: Prince Charles accepts a suitcase full of one million euros. I don't know what the uh, current uh, translation or uh, conversion is for a million euros, but it's far more than a million dollars. I do know that for free. And that's exactly what Prince Charles received in a suitcase. But don't worry. Clarence House would like you to know. Those are the people that are concerned with what Prince Charles is up to. It's his communications arm. That was just a charitable contribution. I mean oh, you know how this works. Lovely. You know how this works, Just right? It's
1: a charitable contribution. I'm like
0: I want to give money to Prince Charles so he can do some good in the world. I'm gonna put a bunch of money in a suitcase and hand it over to him.
1: By the way, uh conversion, it's a it's close to Well, it's one million fifty two thousand six hundred eighty dollars.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. In cash in a suitcase. In a
1: suitcase. Here. Charitable contribution. Here you go.
0: When was the last time you gave money in a suitcase?
1: Zero times. Yeah, exactly. Ever. Oh, it would be really nice to get one of those novelty suitcases oh, yeah. with a bunch of cash in right? it.
0: Right. But wait, there's more. According to the Sunday Times, who did a long, extensive investigation on this story, the suitcase containing uh, the one million euros in cash was just one of three lots of cash that he personally received, totaling three million euros from former Qatari Prime Minister Sheikh Hamad bin Jasmin bin Jabir al-Thani between 2011 and 2015. So that's a lot of charity work. But don't worry, it's all above board.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh-huh, yep. Again, yeah. because when somebody hands you a suitcase filled with money, that's always above board. Well, Everybody legitimate. knows. I watch television. Also, like... How do you just accept that you're just oh thank you for the suitcase filled with money? Um, that's what you say. Well, yes, that's that's what <laughs> um, I would do. But because- then like
0: because I think the the assumption here is that it was not a charitable contribution. And they're like, oh, no, he meant to give him a bunch of money in suitcases over a, a several year period, uh, totaling more than three million dollars. Other than um, what you would normally do is, I don't know, write a check or right. put it through your foundation so that or everything like a paper trail. Yes. Zell. Yeah, no, I don't think (laughs) you have a million euros. Or
1: like PayPal, Cash App, Venmo. Uh, I mean, there's so many options. But not
0: actually on another occasion wherein he received a duffel bag containing a million euros during a private one-on-one meeting with Shake. All of the names that I said before, but that, that was a lot.
1: So he first did it in a duffel bag and then they classed it up with a suitcase.
0: I mean, it was a variety of... A duffel bag? A duffel bag of a million euros. Totally above board. Nothing to see here. Mm -mm. Everything is fine. Satan, what say you? I gave them that tip. (laughs) (laughs) Just the tip,
1: right, Satan? Uh, Only. (laughs) Thank you. See how that feels. Uh, Um, All right, well, uh, so thank you, Satan, for showing up. Uh, Anytime. I love you guys. (laughs) Uh, Please don't.
0: We don't want to be your (laughs) friends.
1: We want you to Great. be our
0: confidant <laughs> and share of news, but let's not get too close. Oh, that's kind of sad.
1: When we return <laughs> on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we got a little science to drop on you after this on my Talk one oh seven one. Thank you, Holly. This is the Thank Colleen you. and Bradley show on my Talk One Hundred Seven One. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello there. And uh, Doctor Trainer is going to bring us some very, very interesting information regarding cockroaches.
0: Cockroach, maybe. However, we might get stuck on this other show. Really? Okay. There's enough so, to talk about. There
1: is some serious breaking news. There is. Be-bop, 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 be-bop. Do we have breaking
0: news noise? <inaudible> we <inaudible> should on the show. <inaudible> 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 okay. Oh,
1: there.
0: Satan, I think we can do better. And actually, Satan, I would like to call you back for this segment <laughs> because this is the one where we find out the future of one Ghislaine Maxwell, the right hand woman of Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, what's my girl up to? <laughs> I, we should not be making fun of this. So we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that because I want to give you... Come on back!
1: This is, how we, back. This is how we deal. Oh, we no. have to process. The world is we so to process. Dark <laughs> that we have to
0: laugh. Oh. And oh, uh, Muppet Satan, uh, courtesy of Holly Roberts, is uh, just one way that we like to lighten the pain of the reality oh, of the world man. we live in. But I do oh, want to share this because I think this is really awesome for the victims in this case, the victims of Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. Mm-hmm. Just to reiterate, Ghislaine Maxwell was tried and... Uh, Uh, convicted of, among other things, trafficking underage girls for the purposes of sex and Mm -hmm. having sex with minors and uh, other things. I don't have the full list, but many people would know her, of course, because of her relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, but she was tried for her own crimes. Mm -hmm. um, And unlike Jeffrey Epstein, she is actually still with us on this planet and could be held accountable. To that end, today we got... Uh, the actual details on her sentencing. Would you like to hear that? Yes,
1: please. And thank you. So, the. Oh, really quick before yeah. you go, because originally uh, what we knew was there was a possible 40 year sentence, I believe was the original um, report. And she wanted, her lawyers were trying to argue that she deserved only a four year sentence or lower because she could not be expected to be the proxy for Jeffrey Epstein's crimes, even though, as you said, she was convicted of her own crimes around that. So uh, somewhere between four years and 40 years.
0: And she has been sentenced to 20 years, 240 months to be exact. Now, there's a lot more to that story, and I thought we could talk about this if we don't get to the uh, cockroach story. uh, I can tell you about that tomorrow because it's actually a Minnesota story about cockroaches and you didn't uh, even know.
1: Uh, I did not
0: know, but uh, you will at some point. However, back to Gillian Maxwell, the judge twenty-two. Well, actually, it was about twenty some minutes ago now uh, that I'm sitting here. That uh, Judge Nathan passed sentence on Gillian Maxwell, and as, as I said, twenty years in prison. But in addition, she described what informed her sentence mm. by saying, uh, while she was delivering her sentence. Ms. Maxwell directly and repeatedly and over the course of many years participated in a horrific scheme to traffic and abuse girls. Hmm. The judge added that Ms. Maxwell worked with Epstein to select young victims who were vulnerable and played a pivotal role, that is, Ghislaine Maxwell played a pivotal role in facilitating abuse. A substantial sentence is therefore warranted. That is when she gave her 20 years in prison. Hmm. If the conviction is upheld... Uh, some of the time from that 20 years may be deducted for good behavior. And you'll remember she's actually been in jail now for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, she would leave prison in that case in her 70s, okay. late 70s. The judge, so this is a, essentially a life sentence yeah. for Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah. The judge also imposed a $750,000 fine, which is the maximum allowed under law. And there's some other details we can talk about, but that's uh, maybe if you have a reaction to Gillian Maxwell's 20 year sentence.
1: I mean, the things that she the the judge said leading up to the sentence are to me the most poignant and important things to remember. That the way that this was set up, the, it was essentially a pyramid scheme, uh, and the the product that was being trafficked was young women, and. Um, When you hear the individual stories of some of the women who have come forward, you know, we talk about this sometimes when we've talked about, sadly and unfortunately, other stories that involve um, the sexual assault of women, that there typically is sort of a move or there's something that sort of ties them all together. And what she said that I found interesting was that these were women who were vulnerable, young women, no, girls. Yeah,
0: girls. girls who were vulnerable,
1: children. children who were vulnerable, and twelve, and what Ghislaine Maxwell did was essentially she was the fall guy for Jeffrey Epstein in the term, in terms of she was the one doing the selecting, so that she was truly the person who served these people to Jeffrey Epstein
0: and engaged in the abuse.
1: And also exactly taught them uh, how groomed them, taught them, and then also participated in their sexual assault,
0: yeah. So I just hope that there is no like that's the thing I hope people will walk away from because I imagine people who don't pay as close attention as we have because we're a fascinated by just the criminal conspiracy that was at play. and thanks to some, you know, popular culture. Popular cultural documentaries, but amazing journalism as well that told this story. And we're just ultimately fascinated by a great story, right? Like Mm -hmm. uh, by great, I mean just a gripping, you know, terrifying account beyond your imagination. You couldn't imagine happening. Exactly. So uh, but my point is, like, we pay very close attention. So this all makes sense to us. But I imagine that there are a lot of people who sort of catch the story out of the corner of their eye who think, well, she's just taken the fall for, for Jeffrey Epstein. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you need to understand, and I hope that this judgment and this you know record will now indicate for future generations that she was a willing participant mm-hmm. and co-conspirator and uh, participator mm-hmm. in the abuse. This was not just... I worked for a guy who was horrible right. and I'm a woman and got caught. Right. I think that's the story that her attorneys wanted to tell. Right. But that's clearly not the one that the judge is spying into when passing a sentence of 20 years.
1: Right. Her, her lawyers want her to also be viewed as a victim. But... Luckily, luckily, the judge is seeing through that and is uh, holding her accountable for her part in the crimes.
0: Yeah. And, and there'll be an appeal. Oh, yeah. And who knows? Yeah.
1: I do think that there's also some questions about whether or not she'll talk regarding people who are also involved, because Jeffrey Epstein, yes, was the chief abuser. But there were many people that visited his yeah, island. This was a system. This was an, like a I network. said, it was a pyramid scheme. It was a network of girls who had been recruited by Gillian Maxwell for Jeffrey Epstein and all of his friends. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if she won't be speaking some names.
0: Now, uh, that's interesting that you say that. I will also say that her attorney has requested that she be sent to a woman's facility in Danbury, Connecticut. I wonder if that's the one... That uh, Martha Stewart went to.
1: That sounds familiar.
0: Anyway, she uh, will. They want her to be enrolled in a female treatment program to address past familial and other trauma. Again, there's this like whole narrative that she was a victim, mm-hmm. and it's like you know, like I don't deny that people have complicated histories that get them to the point where they're, that they are mm-hmm. at. That is not to excuse the, their criminal behavior, though. And so, like, while her story and her own journey may be important and valuable, or at least worthy of understanding on some level. That right. is not to then mitigate or remove culpability in right. a criminal enterprise.
1: Right, You can be a victim and also be a perpetrator yeah. at the exact same time.
0: Absolutely. And one does not absolve you from the other.
1: One thousand percent. Wow. That's um, that's big news today. Uh, when we 20 return years. 20 years for Gillian Maxwell, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. What is a TV show that only lasted one season that you wished had lasted longer? 651 641 1071. We'll take your calls after this on My Talk 1071.